those things. I have yet to meet a realtor that doesn't already own and pay for one of these. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's a must. So to me, it's just free. Like, you know, pick up the phone. And- when you were talking about the statistics of your database, the key word that you said was you were touching it. It was, if I got the number correctly, for every 10, there's one transaction a year in there if you're active with your database, right? And so what does active mean to you? So um, there's a 33 touch plan. So you can just kind of think about what that is. You can kind of uh, draw it out. And that might be 12 emails, um, four note cards, for conversations, uh, let's say you have two customer client events. How many did I just get to? 12, eight, I got 20, uh, two customer events. So now I'm at 22. Oh, there's a holiday every month, by the way. Okay. There's a holiday every month. So you can actually send a holiday note card you, um, every single month. So let's just say that I had 12 emails, 12 note cards. I'm at 24, I got a home anniversary. Uh, birthdays, you know, and I'm making the phone calls. So those would be just some examples. Everybody has their own way to do it and what they feel comfortable with. And that's what's key is you have to build your plan based off of what you're willing to do. Mm-hmm. And so those are just some of the things that I do. Willing to the do, willing, but also yeah. the financial part. I'm sure you have agents that are hesitant, right, about spending money to make money. Make money. You know, if I put $5 right. in and make 20 that's a good machine. I want to keep putting five dollars in but a lot of agents especially new agents they they're on a budget and they may not be able necessarily to do some of those things i have yet to meet a realtor that doesn't already own and pay for one of these (laughs) amen (laughs) that's a must so to me it's just free like you know pick up the phone um when I was first in real estate, um, my first broker was John Gower at Prudential Gower. John and George Gower brothers owned that. And um, I walked in and I was like, what do I do? And George said, I don't know, go walk the streets and meet people. I was like, okay. So I did. <laughs> so, uh, w- people still laugh and they call me a streetwalker and I'm okay with that. I'll, <laughs> I'll go walk the streets. I mean, but... And I tell agents all the time, if you're out moving your car, if we're parked downtown and there's a two-hour parking space and you have to move your car, carry an open house sign with you. I mean, what bigger sign can yeah. you actually walk around with that says, that hey, says, guys, real I'm a realtor, right? And so um, it's it's about being friendly. It's about having conversations. I do love where we live. I love St. Pete. Um, to me, it's one of the most unassuming places. Like, you never know who you're sitting beside. At. Mm-hmm. And I always eat lunch and dinner at the bar. No, it doesn't mean I'm at a bar. It means I'm at the lunch counter, just to clarify yes. for some people. And it's so easy to start talking to the person right next to you. Yes. So, you know, if you don't have the funds to do this elaborate marketing and advertising campaign yeah. i would actually say don't do it be, whether you have the funds or you don't have the funds because advertising is going to be in 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 my mind one of the least effective ways that you can stay top of mind with your customers well i think to some degree that's because you know depending on what kind of advertise you're doing it's got a broad focus like mm-hmm. and really i just want to talk to people who might be buying homes right you know I, you know i go back to think you know, we're talking about building that database. And I go back again to my early years when I first got into the business. 
I knew that I wanted to get referrals from real estate agents, but I didn't know any. Like I might've known three or four, right? So I, I simply just had to put myself in positions where I was gonna meet them, right? And yeah. I went out and did broker opens. I went out and did open houses. Open houses. You know, all of that's free, yeah. by the way. I just got, I mean, I, I just got in my car and drove around and, you know, every week, you know, between, I did broker opens every Tuesday where I lived and I did open houses every Saturday and Sunday and I added six to eight people to my database every single week. From there, I did the touches that you talk about. Right which were just in an effort to get them to meet with me one-on-one, -on -one, you know? And that is 100% how I grew my business, didn't spend a dime doing it. You, it's funny that you're talking about that because for the last 12 years of my life, I have only networked with realtors. Mm -hmm. Now, as a real estate agent back into the sales position, I've got to get outside of the real estate realm and go meet people again. The people I had transactions with from 2003 to 2009, yeah they probably already have another realtor that they're using. I yeah. lost touch with them. They were not my focus. My yep. focus was strictly on the realtor. Yeah. And somebody asked me the other day, um, there's a, a Thursday um, panel of experts. And they're like, you're okay. on the panel of experts, aren't you? I'm like, no. He's like, why? You should be on here. I said, I've had my time networking with realtors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, now you're looking to network with other people, right? Exactly. And so, and, and that's kind of the point where I was going with that story with the brokers opens and the open houses is you just need to go someplace where you are going to meet people mm -hmm. so that you can put them in their, your database, find ways to add value to them and build relationships. It's like, is it that easy? It, it really is, um, but we have to get out of our own way. So um, the two ladies I partnered up with, their branding has always been them wearing red dresses. How many red dresses have you bought? <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm going to gather you probably already had a couple. Yeah. I, 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 so there was, you, bleed the, you bleed the KW red. I bleed KW red, but as a redhead, I never wear red. So there wasn't one stitch of red clothing in my closet. Really? Uh-huh. So, but that's okay. I love shopping. So <laughs> I love shopping. But that's kind of like the whole thing is like I'm finding people like yourself. You and I went and had lunch. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, loan officers, uh, I have a banker friend, attorneys, I'll go meet them for coffee, for lunch. Yep. I want to be out in public as much as possible. possible. Yep. I'm looking on uh, the Chamber of Commerce website for events. I'm looking um, St. Pete Catalyst and, you know, I, I'm on social media just constantly yeah. looking at where should I be to be in front of the people that yep. I need to be in front of. Yep. I remember going to a networking event one time. I, I live in the Brandon area, and somebody was put, had put together a networking event at a Panera Bread, mm -hmm. and it was essentially speed dating, right? 10, 12 people show up who have a business that they're trying to network, right? And you get Jumping 10 out. minutes at yeah. like each table, right? Well, the crazy thing was how many people were at Panera drinking coffee or pastries or whatever that were coming up to us asking what we were doing. So it wasn't just like the 10 people that I got to network that day and tell a little bit about my business, but it was also the people you got to meet who were curious about what you had going on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that just goes to your point. You just got to get out there. You got to get out there. And for me, it's so important to get out there to add value to the other person. Like um, I had um, a coffee with a title, uh, an owner of a title company last week. And my sole purpose of that was like, look, you've done so much to help their business. 
how can I give back to you? Mm-hmm. What can I do to help you? And that that really is where I always come from is like I love helping somebody lay out a plan or build their business or have success. Mm-hmm. That fulfills me. Mm-hmm. And so when I can when you're coming from that contribution and, and and this guy, he, he really didn't have any specific way that I could help him. But I got to tell you that what it did for him was it just opened his floodgates of creativity for me. So it actually worked yeah. back on me, yes. and I loved it. Yeah. Um, but it's it really is. It's like you've got to – yeah, you can have your elevator pitch or whatever, yeah. but it's how can you help the other person? Mm-hmm. And that's where – it. this is yeah. absolutely a relationship business. So. Yes, that's where you build those relationships. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to spin it up. I know we're, we're running short on time, but we just talked about a lot of things that are very comfortable for people like you and me mm-hmm. who are extroverts. Yeah. Right? Not everybody has the personality that the three of us have or the comfort or confidence to do that. Mm-hmm. What do you say to those folks who are like, I could never do what they're talking about? I love that you asked that question. Um, I was interviewing someone, it's it's been many years ago, and he had the habit of getting up and getting to the office and lead generating every morning, and he was 100% an introvert. I was like, how do you do it when, you know, this isn't natural to you? Having conversations with others, you know, just building that rapport, building that relationship isn't natural to you. He was very task-oriented, not people-oriented. And he, he really was confused by my question because he didn't see it as an extroverted activity. He saw it as a task. Mm. And so he had just taken that mindset, like, if I want to earn the money I want to make, this mm-hmm. is the task I have to yep. do. A lot like a telemarketer. I mean, they're, they're similar, right? They might sure. be introverted, but they go there and they know they have to call 50 people or 100 people every day, and they're going to... Well, continue to do that. And here's another interesting aspect to that is sometimes those people are the most successful because they're actually going to do it as the task habitually, whereas somebody that's extremely extroverted and just mm-hmm. loves being out in front of people might only do the people activity and not the database. This, this gets very heavy. Yeah, and they yes. they won't do the task activities of the database and the follow-up and all that other stuff. So just because somebody's introverted does not mean that they're not going to be successful. They're actually sometimes the most successful mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. the sales industry. Yeah, because they're more put the blinders on and focus yeah, on. Yeah, the quickest, we, easiest way is pick up the phone. Yeah. Rather than go meet somebody. Now, we have several in our business now that are successful doing that. They dial for dollars, essentially, right? Call 20, 30 people every day. And, and they make connections and they get deals. Um, where somebody that's extroverted, they like to be out. And it takes them, you know, 10 times the amount of time to get in front of the same amount of people. And that person doesn't want to go back to the office and add them to the database and put in mm-hmm. their address. Correct. And put them on a drip campaign yep. and send the note Correct. card. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it takes a mix. Yeah, 100%. What we try to do in that regard is we try to take that away from them. Okay. Right? So give in terms of having a piece of leverage, which I right. know not everybody has that. Having an assistant. Has that luxury, but like, hey, here's some business cards. Can you put them in my database for me? And we got a team of people who will do that. Right. Yeah, right now I kind of feel like one of the most overqualified, overpaid admins. Because uh, I'm building a database yeah. and I'm doing all these activities, which well, ultimately your, I would love to hire out. Yeah, what what you are ultimately doing is building a business for somebody, though. 
um, building up for myself. Right. Right. Well, that's, you know, I mean, what, lady in red. Yeah, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, you are all, t- yes, at some point in, in the beginning stages of anything, you're everything. Yeah. Right? Uh, uh, yes. You're, you're, you're not just the rainmaker. You're the admin. You're the trash taker out or you're everything. Marketing right. Director, yeah. But what you're working towards is built is building that business right. and leverage comes. Right. What do we, what do we say in the Keller Williams model is we lead with. Re- uh, revenue. revenue. Yeah. Sorry. Right? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I was thinking about something else and that just Which, went by the way, to... I don't do that very well. The lead with revenue part. Well, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's a red light, green Ask light. my boss. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to talk to Tom about that. <laughs> so you were talking about, you know, put $5 in and get $20 out. And so many agents, they look at, oh, I'll just buy some Zillow leads or Realtor.com leads there or this go. lead or that. And they say, well, if I get one transaction out of it, it paid for itself. But if you look at the financial model of it, well, lead generation should account for about 10% of your gross commission income. So if you're earning $100,000, what's 10% of $100,000? Yeah. yeah, so that's actually how much money um, should be allocated to lead generation resources. And the reason for that is because you have other expenses. So lead generation isn't the only expense. Mm-hmm. You still have office space and education and everything else that comes along with the business. Sure, yeah. So that, you know, just keeping that in mind as well. Cool. So kind of wrapping this up, is there anything in regards to a database we should have asked or that you are passionate you'd like to share? I, I think, you know, it's just get in there and use it every single day. It's not, you, you mentioned this on your last one. It's not a set it and forget it. Yeah. You know, it's not, there's no George Foreman CRM out there. So <laughs> it really is. It has to be something you create a discipline on and it becomes a habit, just like brushing your teeth. It's like part of your daily routine mm-hmm. um, and embrace it. The thing, the thing I know is that we can tell ourselves what to think. Mm-hmm. We can allow our thoughts to take control or we can tell ourselves what to think. And so you just need to create some affirmations about that you love your database and your database is going to bring you money and you can't wait to open it up and yeah. get in there. Yeah. Well, I think that, that you know, if, if you're somebody right now who doesn't have a database, this probably feels very, very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I think we've done a really great job of setting up why you should have a database and the mm-hmm. financial benefits of having it. But if you have none right now, you're like, ugh. You know, and I think like what I took away from you was, hey, today's Tuesday. Wednesday. I don't have to. Okay, today's Wednesday. <laughs> I don't have to have my database done by Sunday. No. You know, you're you're like you said, you're biting you that time, elephant you, off you, one you, bite at yeah, a time. You time block it's and add five or ten, ten a, a day, day, something like yeah, that. Just well, a uh, small amount that in thirty days is going to drastically, you know, 150, yeah. 300 people. And hey, by the way, while you're punching them in there, it'd be a good time to go ahead and make that. That, that is the key for me. So uh, one of the most- I mean, exci- home values are a good reason to call right now. I mean, how exciting is it if you're a homeowner, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, just, hey, I wanted to let you know, this house in your neighborhood just sold for 200,000 more than you paid three years ago for it. Can you believe that? I mean, just great conversations. Right. right. I mean, people love an increasing market. When it's going this way, it's not it's such a, a great It's a call. harder conversation. It's a harder call. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard, definitely a harder conversation. But one of the most successful agents that I've ever worked with and coached, she started with just five contacts a day. And, they, and she didn't want to pick up the phone. So they were uh, Facebook messages. Facebook messages. So, you know, I think adding five people to your database per day from your phone is... I, I wouldn't go to 10. I would stick with five because by the, if you're adding them and you're making the phone call and you're setting them up on a smart plan or a drip campaign mm-hmm. and then you're writing the note card, 
each one of those people, you're looking at like 15 to 20 minutes. Yep. All right. So listen, as we wrap this up, what I love about this is here is somebody practicing Mm -hmm. what they have preached for 10 years or better. Yeah. I love it. Put your money where your mouth is, Rachel. <laughs> I'm doing it, I promise. I know a lot of people were watching to see if I would do what I've been teaching, and I absolutely am. Yes, you are. Amen. Awesome. Cool. Anything else, Johnny? I think that covered a lot. All right, cool. You could so, probably keep going a lot. I, I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> hey, so thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. On behalf of Rachel and John, I am Brian Lovell, and if there's anything that you need, always here to serve. Yeah.